Hebrews, the 12th chapter. And we're just going to look at verses 1 and 2. Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2. You will find these words, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. From those verses, quickly today, I want to talk to you from the subject matter, looking in the right direction in the new year, looking in the right direction in the new year. First of all, let me say that arriving at the right destination is essentially tied to looking toward and following the right direction. Uh, You will never get to the right destination if you allow yourself to continue to look in the wrong direction. Uh, There must be the right equation to reach the right answer. Having the right mathematical equation in a problem will only or always produce Uh, the right answer. Uh, If you're trying to find the equation for the answer of C square, you will not arrive at C square by adding A square plus D square and get C square. Uh, Fact of the matter is the answer of C square is a result of adding A square plus B square that equals C square. You mathematicians, if I'm wrong, you correct me after the service. And so in this new year, (laughs) in this new year, to arrive at the place of favor, faithfulness, peace and joy, you must look in the right direction. The right direction is a part of the equation to have the right ending. And so because you are made with a mind, a will, and choice, you choose your directions. You can look in many directions, but every road, every path, every direction does not lead to the place of blessings and favor. Uh, The blessing of triumphant in the faith is tied to looking in the right direction. You know, uh, you can spend this new year, if you choose, looking back at your failures, looking back at your mistakes, looking back at your wrong decisions, looking back at your injuries, insults and indifferences, looking back with a fixation that causes you to live in the present with the packages 
and burdens of past miseries. You can spend, you can spend time if you want looking back. But too often, it only makes you angry. Come on, walk with me. When you look back sometime, it makes you angry. It drains the new energy that you thought you had. It poisons too often the possibility of your today. The fact of the matter is, looking back, you know, it can be healthy or unhealthy. It just really depends on how you handle what you plan on doing with your yesterday. I remember when I was just a kid, when we lived on Republic Street, uh, down at the bottom of the hill of Winnet and Federal Boulevard was a little market. And Winnet Street was a big hill that you had to go down in order to get to the market. And so we used to love to walk down to the market or we would ride our bikes to the market. But it it didn't take us too long to understand that it was easy to get to the market because it was all downhill. But then when it was time to go home, it was much harder going up the hill. Now, I learned as a kid, uh, I learned this lesson that when I would begin to climb that hill, or if I was riding my bike up the hill, and I would get tired, and I'd have to stop, and I'd sit down on the curve. But you know what I did? I would always look back down the hill, and then I would always look up the hill. And what gave me encouragement to keep on going was, look how far I had already come. And so you can learn with the right intentions and the right perspective on looking back. But you don't look back to live where you look back upon. And so you can go through this year if you want, not only looking back, but you can go through this year looking down. You can allow, you can allow, yes, the days of yesterday to cause you to have a defeatism spirit. You can cause your year old experiences to have you live life with a bowed head and a bent attitude. Fact of the matter is, it's your choice. You can resign to live life with your eyes glued to the ground because of your struggles and stresses of the past or because of negative words and thoughts that keeps flowing from your mouth and mind. What about the anger and 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 uh, anxiety living in on and on you like a cancer? You need to understand it's your choice. Fact of the matter is, someone said if you want to see the moon from inside the house, it does not make any difference the size of the window pane you look from. It only matters that you are looking out of the window. And that is in the direction of uh, the moonlight. And so when you look at when you look at our text, it seems and sounds like to me that the writer is literally saying to these first century Christians who by birth were Jews and had faithfully practiced the life of a Jew in every way. But they had been they had been persuaded by the gospel message of Christ. 
And now they were walking in a new faith, living in the newness of a faith that was not about ritual, but relationship. Uh, not about traditions, but a testimony. Not about the past, but focusing on the present and the future. And that was hard for many of them for many reasons. Uh, they had been living and going in a different direction in the faith for years. And now they were following a new path. And their only hope was to focus their eyes of faith and to fix their vision of faith and to look like the writer says, uh, unto Jesus. He says, looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. How many of y'all know it's important where you look? Uh, I said it's important where you look. A young man tells the story about a dog his father bought him when he was a child. And the young man understood that the father wanted the boy to have the dog for a couple of reasons. Uh, first of all, he thought that he and the dog would be good companions uh, for each other. So as, as a young man himself, the father had a dog when he was young, and he believes it was a great experience for him. However, the young man said that the second reason was uh, the greatest reason his dad bought the dog uh, he would later learn. The father wanted to train this dog for him and to teach his son's lessons uh, on obedience and uh, responsibility. And so the young man said that his daddy would buy this meat and he would place it before the dog. And then he would just simply say no. And day after day, he would do that. And he admits in the early stages, his dad said no, but the dog had a yes in his dog mind. And it was not long though. It wasn't long that the no's became greater than the yeses. And it got to the point uh, that the meat would be placed near the dog and you could see the dog's body leaning toward that meat. But the no was strong and there was now instilled in the dog that connected to the no. He said he discovered something he said he discovered that the dog had learned to be obedient by not taking his eyes off of his master and not allowing the presence of the dish to distract him from following the master's voice. The dog learned to look at the master and not the dish. And even though his body would indicate he knew it was there, but his eyes were on the master. And this is, this is, this is the essence of looking in the right direction. Do not lose sight and sense of the master's presence and don't lose his voice. If I just keep the meat, from taking my eyes off the master. Because when I look at the meat 
it is difficult to hear the commands of his voice. But you have to focus and make up in your mind that I'm going to keep my eyes on the master. As we go through 2021, it don't matter. It don't matter what we have to experience. Fact of the matter is we don't know what lies ahead. Oh, but I'm glad that I, my master, hallelujah, he knows about my tomorrow. My master knows. And just let me add this, because nothing magical took place in any of our lives when we crossed over the threshold from 2020 to 2021. Don't let nobody fool you with fake prophecy. Don't let nobody fool you. Say, if you stand up three times, everything going to change. Fact of the matter is, if you left out of here with your back hurting on December the 31st, nine times out of 10, you woke up on January the 1st and your back was still hurting. I'm not being negative, but I want us to face reality. There is no magical trick to this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But if we keep our eyes on the master, it don't matter what comes our way in 20 and 2021, we can rest assured that everything will be all right. And so when I look at this text, when I look at this text, and when I look at how the writer places emphasis upon his thoughts, when you glance at verse number one, you're supposed to have your Bibles open. When you glance at verse number one, he says, therefore, let us. Now that's very important because this is a word of exhortation because he calls them with a deep passion and deep purpose. He exhorts them predicated on what he has said. Because when you see the word therefore, and then there's a comma, the comma connects them to what he has just said in chapter 11. And and what is on the other side of the comma is the power of the exhortation. And so the reason that you ought to stay in the race is because number one, He wants us to stay in the race because it is a faith run. I want y'all to get it. It's a faith run. You know, Noah built the ark on faith. Joshua marched around the walls of Jericho on faith. Moses suffered the affliction with his people by faith. Samson had faith. Daniel had faith. The three Hebrew boys had faith. You see, this race is not about feelings. This race is not about personal preferences. It's not about your terms. It's not about your seasons. The faith run is not about seasons. It is about salvation. Oh, I'm going to say it again. I said this faith run is not about seasons. It is about salvation. You know, seasons come and seasons go. I know that weeping may endure for a night 
but joy comes in the morning. But this faith run is not about seasons. It is about salvation. It's about service and it's about sacrifice. And then when you notice the cloud of witnesses, this cloud of witnesses that have gone on before us, how many of y'all know they got tired? How many of y'all know that they made mistakes? They had some hardships, but guess what? They stayed in the race. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with such great cloud of witnesses. And this will happen to be one of my favorite scriptures because the author paints it as if we're in a big arena and there's a crowd up in the clouds. And I need y'all to understand who's in, who's in that crowd. You have to understand that those that have gone before us, in other words, some of our parents is in the, in the cloud. We have some siblings in the cloud. Some of y'all have children in the cloud. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about, whereas we are surrounded by the cloud of witnesses. Oh, they had good days, but they also had bad days. They also had the hills that they had to climb. But guess what? They stayed in the race. And that's what that, that's what the author's telling us. Stay in the race. Because this year, 2021, this year you may have some hurdles. Things may not always go your way. Come on here. Don't retreat and take the easy way out. Hallelujah, because how many of y'all know it don't take much effort for any of us to quit? Hallelujah, you need to stay in the race. I don't care what you face, stay in the race. No matter what this year presents to us, stay in the race. It takes faith. It takes fortitude. It takes prayer. Men ought to always pray and not faint. It takes exhortation. It also takes God's word. I dare you to stay in the word. I dare you to have a little talk with Jesus. I dare you to take the Lord along with you everywhere you go. You're going to make it. You're going to be able to take it because you can do all things through Christ, which strengthens you. And so Paul, he says to us, Paul says, stay in the race. But then he says something else that since you're going to stay in the race, uh, he talks about that we got to lay some stuff aside. He says it is a lane aside run. It's a lane aside run. You see, to run with faith, there may be some stuff you have to lay aside. Ah, there may be some folks huh, that you have to lay aside. 2021 is not the time to hang out and with negative folk, folk that don't intend to go nowhere. You ought to say, loose here, hey, and let me go. We got to lay some people aside. Uh, there may be some issues that you have to lay aside. You've been dealing with them issues long enough. They're nothing but issues. 
it's time to lay them aside. The Christian race is not a race where you can run without taking something off. Honey, you got to take something off in order to run this Christian race. Be careful. Be very careful of what you call weight. Now, I know he said lay aside every sin and every weight, which means that all weights are not sins. But now we got to be careful of what we call weights because it may be a point of connection to your prayer life. You know, sometimes God makes us pray. Paul said three times, I asked the Lord, that was his way, to remove this thorn in my flesh. But what did he say? He said, but three times he told me, my grace is sufficient. And so somebody, you ought to just shout, God's grace is sufficient. You may think it's a weight. You may think it's hindering you. See God. See God's face. See God's purpose for your life. Because God could be trying to get you to get down on your knees and communicate with him. A runner who runs in a race removes external stuff that may get in the way. You see, when Paul started to run the race, he said, I'm putting those things behind me. And I what? I press. Honey, there are some things that we need to let bygone be bygone. There's some things we need to forget. Forget those things which are behind you. How many of y'all know that the weight of high-mindedness can get in your way. Nobody's no better than anybody else. The weight of a haughty spirit, the weights of unresolved issues can get in your way. The way of guilt can get in your way. And I don't know who I'm talking to. When the sun set free, you're free indeed. There is now no condemnation to them that walk in him. Listen, the devil will bring up your past. Next time the devil bring up your past, tell the devil, devil, that was my past. That is not my present, nor is it my future. Sometimes guilt can get in your way. What about the weight of a sharp tongue? We ought to say, Lord, in 2021, tame my tongue. Help me to realize that it might be lawful, but it's not always expedient. Tame my tongue of how I talk to other people. You see, Jesus laid aside his divinity to run this race. He laid aside his comfort of eternity in the exchange for the discomfort of this earth. And so Paul says, we got to lay some stuff aside. But then I see something else. I see something else. He gives them an example by the life of the Savior because he turns around and says, looking unto Jesus. And then he says, who is the author? In other words, he is the leader. 
the author means that he ain't, he's authored. He began, he originated, he created, he gave birth to the Christian race. Did y'all know he gave birth to the Christian race? He is the alpha and the omega of faith. Look at how he ran this race. Hey, he's the author because he was faithful. He could have come down from the cross, but somebody else say, I'm glad he didn't. Mm. Because it was at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart was rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight and now I'm happy all the day. He could have come down from the cross, but he suffered so he could be our savior. He endured that he may help us to endure. He paid the price, even though it was very costly. And so the author says, he's the author. But he didn't stop there. He said he's also the finisher. Somebody say he's the finisher. The finisher means that he perfected. He completed. Mm. He completed the race. He ran the race to the finish. He completed the task. He did not give up. Yes, he got tired. Yes, there was times he was afraid. <clears throat> yes, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Yes, with his stripes, we are healed. But guess what? He never gave up. He stayed in the race. Why did he stay? He stayed for the joy. Uh-oh. I said he stayed for the joy. He knew that the father would be pleased. He knew that the father would reward him. He knew, hey, that he would forever be with the Father. He ran the race for the joy. It's right there in verse number two. Hey, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. He stayed for the joy. How many of y'all know there's a joy that comes after the race? I said there's a joy, hallelujah, that comes after the race. And when you look in the right direction, you cannot help but to know that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah, you might have to cry sometimes. Yeah, but wipe your eyes and keep on running. Run for the joy that is set before you. Paul says it like this. Paul said, rejoice always. Let this year be a year of rejoicing. You've already complained enough. You've already Mumbered enough. Let this year, 
be a year of rejoicing. Rejoice in the good time. Rejoice in the bad time. Rejoice over life. Rejoice over death. Rejoice when you have plenty of money. Rejoice when you are broke. Paul says, rejoice evermore. And then I hear James say, James says, count it all joy. In other words, everything you go through, count it all joy. I want to talk for about two minutes, two more minutes to those that really believe God. Because when you really believe God, you can count it all joy. He says, count it all joy when you find yourself in diverse temptations. In other words, numerous temptations. When it seems like everywhere you turn, there's nothing but trouble. I don't know who I'm talking to. You turn to the left, it's trouble. You turn to the right, it's trouble. You look in front of you, you trying to look unto Jesus, but all you see is trouble. You look behind you, and you, all you can remember is trouble. Well, I need you to know trouble don't last always. Count it all joy. Don't focus on your problems. Focus on the problem solver. Don't focus on your illness. Focus on your healer. Don't focus on how broke you are. Focus on your provider. Because my God shall supply every one of my needs according to his riches up in glory. Christ endured the race for the joy. There was something at the end of the race. And I want you all to know, your running is not in vain. Your praying is not in vain. Your fasting is not in vain. Your holding on is not in vain. I hear the Clark sisters now that says, but up the road is eternal gain. And I don't know about you all, but I'm living for eternity. I'm not living for this life, but I'm living for the life to come. And you need to understand, and I'm finished, that the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. All he wants you to do is just hold on. All he wants you to do is keep the faith. Now, I know we've been misquoting that scripture for many years now. Because we say the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but to him that endured to the end. That ain't what the scriptures say. Uh-oh, that's not what the scriptures say. The scripture says the race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong. And then it talks about how the wine is not given to the rich. And then it goes on mentioning two or three other things. But then he says, but time and chance happeneth to them all. Well, at that time, at that time, the wise man wasn't focusing on God. And so he was talking about chance. He was talking about what the world would say, luck. But how many of you all know when you focus on Jesus and when you believe in God, we don't operate by luck. We don't operate by chance. Hallelujah. We're focused on him. 
He made us. He knows all about us. My God, he has a purpose for our lives. And so the race saying, don't matter how fast you can run, don't matter how strong you are, if you don't have your eyes on Jesus, there's plenty, my God, there's plenty of fast people that's messed up their lives. There's plenty of strong people that has messed up their lives. There are many rich people that have messed up their life. Oh, but if you stay focused, it don't matter how fast you run. How many of y'all know some of us can't run as fast as we used to? I know you think you can, but I come to serve you notice. No, you can't. Some of us can't even walk as fast as we used to walk. Some of y'all huffing and puffing, going from where you sitting now to the restroom. That's okay. Stay in the race. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. Be not dismayed, whatever be time. God will take care of you. 2021 is on us now. He's blessed us. But let's keep our eyes. Focus on Jesus. I'm going to say it again. Keep your eyes. Focus on the Lord. Come what may from day to day. I'm going to put my trust in the almighty God. And I'm going to look unto Jesus, who is the author. He's the finisher of our faith. Just like the little boy with the dog. Don't get distracted by the things of this world. Keep your eyes on the master. And if we keep our eyes on the master, everything will be all right. How many of y'all believe that today? If you believe that everything is already all right, you know why I know it's already all right? Because God already knows. All I got to do is just trust him. All I got to do is just lean and depend upon him. All I have to do is just obey him and just look in the right direction in the new year. Where are you looking? Where are you looking? What do you have your eyes focused on? What is your eyes focused on? The author here today says, maybe you're looking in the wrong direction. You need to look unto Jesus. He's the author. He's the finisher of our faith. And we walk by faith and not by sight. 2020, have a faith walk. Have a faith walk in 2020. Believe God. We know it ain't about our jobs. Because you can have a job today and be unemployed tomorrow. It's not about how much money we have saved up. One telephone call could take all of that money. But we look unto Jesus, who is the author, who is the finisher of our faith. And so as we continue through this year, I'm looking for great things. I said, I'm looking for great things. I'm looking for God to do the extraordinary. I'm looking for God to stir up the gifts in his people. I'm looking for God to give us a hunger and a thirst for more of him, for more of his word. As we look in the right direction and as we focus and fix our eyes on him. 
I need you to know your eyes have not seen, nor have your ears heard, neither have it appeared unto the hearts of men what good things God has in store for them that love him. Keep loving God. Don't quit. Don't throw in the towel. We're too close now. <laughs> the signs of the time let us know that we're too close to turn around now. And I'm done by my testimony because I don't feel no waste time. Come too far from where I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy, but I don't believe that he's brought me this far to leave me now. I don't believe he brought any of us this far to leave us now. When you felt like giving up, when you felt like you had no strength to hold on, God held you close. God gave you the assurance that you belong to me. When you thought you was going to lose your mind, ah, he kept your mind. When you thought you was going to die, he kept you alive. Stay focused. Stay focused. In 2021. And the only way to stay focused, you have to look in the right direction. Every eye closed, every head bowed. God, I thank you now for your goodness. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your tender mercy. God, I share with you people what you placed on my heart to share today. And God, I thank you because in order for us to arrive at the place of favor and faithfulness and peace and real joy and satisfaction, God, I thank you that your word have declared we must look in the right direction. And the only real direction, the only right direction, is that we look unto you. You are our source. You are our everything. You are our strength. You are our healer. You are our deliverer. You are the forgiver of all our sins. God, we look to you today. We look to you. We look to the hills from which cometh our help, knowing our help comes from you. Now, God, I rebuke all distractions that would come our way. I rebuke the spirit that would cause us to doubt and not trust you. I rebuke that anxious spirit. Mm. I rebuke the spirit of worry. I rebuke the spirit of fear. You have not given us the spirit of fear, but God, we confess your word. Your word said you've given us a sound mind. You've given us power. And God, we say thank you. Thank you, God, for your healing touch. Thank you, God. Thank you for your manifestation of your spirit and of your power. In your hand of protection. God, we say thank you. 
And God, as we continue now through 2021, you have thine own way. God, let your will be done for our lives. Not our will, God, but your will be done. Help us to seek after your will and your purpose for our lives. Help us not to become entangled with the yoke of bondage, loose to bound, set every captive free. In the name of Jesus, set men and women at liberty, oh God, in Jesus' name. We thank you and we praise you. We magnify your great name. This is our prayer. We pray in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen and amen. I don't